What were Jesus's last words? Go out into the whole world and make disciples. This Catholic podcast will help you respond to that call and invitation from our Lord. Together, we'll learn from leaders in the new evangelization, those out there on the front lines witnessing to God's love, and discuss tips that you can implement today. So what are you waiting for? Go make disciples. All right, folks, we're going to have a little fun with this bonus episode here. Keep it a little short, keep it a little light. But, uh, you know, we're going to talk about church music. Church music tends to bring up a lot of emotions in people. I think everyone's got their favorite songs from church and maybe their not-so-favorite songs from church. Dan, would you say that's pretty accurate? Oh, yeah. I think we're, at, like, is there anybody who doesn't have a strong opinion on church music? <laughs> no. I'd like to meet them. <laughs> no, there is not. And it, for me, at least, I went to Catholic school. It makes you think of your childhood. And there are certain songs that, as a ridiculous middle school, I would belt out in the car with my brother. And there's others that to this day, when I hear that song, I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> do you have something like that too, Dan? Um, yes. Although I, I do want to say, I went through a phase when I was like very liturgically critical yes. and it was, it was like yes. sinful for me. And I was like, it made me miserable and it made me unpleasant. And yeah. I have largely repented of that. Uh, I hope. And to the point where, no matter what the song is now, as long as the lyrics aren't heretical, wrong, yeah, then I I just sing and I say, Lord, this is my voice, this is my song. There's some that I have a little bit of a struggle with, um, just because of like the voice that it puts us in, or you know, you, like you want certain songs to be at certain points in the mass. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I don't want to come across as like a negative Nancy. I'm like this is the you know this is the reason why young people are leaving the church. Like it's not right. So you know. Um... We'll see if any of that comes out. Maybe I'll jar it, you know, with, with my choice for my not so. But anyway, here's what we're going to do, folks. Into this bonus episode, we're going to each share our top two favorite and then our one least favorite. And we're going to sandwich them like you're, quote unquote, supposed to do with feedback. Right, Dan? One good, one thing to work on. One it's good. a compliment sandwich. A compliment sandwich. Yes, sir. So are you ready, Dan? Yep. Oh, Dan, there's one catch. Uh, I just told you about right before we hit record. We have to sing at least a little bit of it, okay? Folks, we promise we won't sing in hopefully any more episodes. But, um, you know, it's just a mandatory for this episode, Dan. Sorry about that. I don't know if we can keep that promise. <laughs> we should not make it. All right, well, I'm going to keep it with mine. So you ready? Here's my one of my top two favorite. I it, It's second favorite. I'll explain why later. Here's, here's, here's my second favorite. Pan de vida, cuerpo del Señor, cup of blessing, blood of Christ the Lord. At this table, the last shall be first. Podere servir, porque Dios es amor. So, man, whoever you are imagining singing that right now, Antonio Loved Banderas. that song and poured his heart into it. Antonio Banderas. Actually, if if are uh, you serious? Passion, no, there's a certain pastor oh. in Orlando that I grew up with. He was one of the priests there. Every you know who it is now that I'm saying his. Oh yeah, you know who it is. Hispanic pastor, and um, anyway, yes, he would sing it with lots of gusto. Yeah. But, um, let me explain why this is my second favorite. It's it's catchy and fun to sing. So also it it, it reminds me of um, this multicultural parish I grew up at. You know, there was a heavy Hispanic population, and it was one of the songs where we felt I felt really united to everybody because it had English and Spanish that everybody I think understood. And my brother and I loved it so much we'd like sing it in the car as middle schoolers very loudly. Sometimes we still sing it to this day. 
Um, and I love that part at the end, just porque yo se amor. So it is a little bit Antonio Banderas I got going on. But also the message is beautiful, you know, now that I know more about it theologically. But anyway, Pan de Vida, Dan. You know Pan de Vida, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, no, that's a good song. I like that song for the very, for the same reasons that you brought that up. So It's like if, if the Catholics had like a Worship Now CD, you know? Like, like you see the, the evangelicals have or Protestants have, this would, this would be on like the Catholic school kids, uh, you know, worship now CD, Pan de Vida. Yeah. So, okay. all right, my turn. Okay. <laughs> Never heard you say Oh, you, so be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, Good. not be all else to me, save that thou art. Folks, forgive me. I not like, bad, man. Yeah, I, I don't think I sing well, and so I do it because basically Justin coerced me into it. He twisted my arm. He told me four minutes ago. He's like, oh, by the way, we're singing. So, or I guess like six minutes ago, we're you know five minutes into the episode. He's like, oh, by the way, we're singing. So um, I love this song so mm -hmm. much. And I think what I, I love about it is the dependence on God that is so clear. And I mean, we basically, we go through this litany all the things that we are saying, we, I would rather have you than this. I would rather have you than the gift of sight. I would rather have you than all wisdom. I would rather have you than, than riches. I mean, the, like it's so rich. Um, like high king of heaven, my victory won. May I reach heaven's joys, O bright heaven's sun. Heart of my own heart, whatever befall, still be my vision, O ruler of all. I mean, it's, it's like you hear and hear so much. We could just talk about the song for hours. Um, like, you know, it, it, whether we're in suffering, whether we're in, in uh, gladness, whether we have plenty, whether I have not, uh, we're saying like, you are sufficient for me. And it's a great reminder, Christ is sufficient for our happiness, like period. So I love that song, can't hear it enough. And there's some beautiful renditions of it all over the internet. You're, you're deep, man. You're like, cause you like poetry and stuff. You're like I do. Yeah. So I will say one like, time. This song sounds nice. Me like this song. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, my wife one time made this really nice Advent playlist and I think this song was on there and it was, uh, it was performed by some, uh, three sisters of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So what, uh, what everybody refers to as Mormons, Mormons they, they can sing, man. And here's the thing. So the next song, it was two songs in one video cause this was on YouTube. And the next song was called like, if I could high to collab and it was, it was like, it sounded like an old song. And so I'm thinking like, like basically what it meant is like, if I could run or flee to collab. So collab, I'm thinking like, Oh, this sounds like Irish or Scottish or gay. Like collab must be some city. Collab is another planet. This is a oh, traditional Mormon hymn about like traveling in space to another planet. Okay. So that and didn't I, make your list. That one didn't make your. No, that, that didn't. It, but like every time I think of this song, I can't help but think of if I could hide to collab. So um, it was pretty fun. That's, that's hilarious. All right. Your All right. turn. Now we got to take a turn for the worst for a second, though. Our not so favorite. So I'm going to the compliment sandwich. We're yeah, in the middle. In which we're in the, the middle of it. So, folks listening. Take a moment and guess what it might be. Think about what it might be for you, especially if you're around our age range and we're uh, part of a confirmation class or something. This might have been the song you heard. <laughs> do, 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 do. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. Yeah, that's sorry, folks. That's my not so favorite uh, reasons why. A little too generic for me. 
you know, that doesn't sound like it has to be played at church. It can be played anywhere. And I think for our age group, it's like, and you know, you'll see billboards nowadays that say like drinking and driving party foul. It's like, I don't think that's reaching the people you want to reach. It sounds cheesy. There'd be a better way to get that message across. I think with this song, like, yes, it was played a lot of confirmations. It's like, you should go make a difference, but you know, just telling 13 year olds, go make a difference over and over. I don't think they're going to be motivated to go make a difference. Right. It's, it's kind of like saying like, go eat your vegetables. Like, <laughs> yeah. Clearly no, we're supposed to do that. Like it doesn't make it any easier. Nobody oh, wanted me to. I would, um, listen, I would listen to that more. I now like I will, I will say like the guy who, the guy who wrote that song is a saint. He's such a good guy. Is that Steve Angersana? Yeah, he is. He That's is. Like, why, I got it. Steve is incredible. Steve, why'd you write this? Go make a difference. Oh, Steve, we don't. We love you, Steve. Please don't. <laughs> we love don't, you. Don't. You're amazing. I love the Divine Mercy, but yeah, maybe don't hate me. Yes, one day and talk. Let's talk about go make a difference if you ever come on, Steve. Yeah, yeah. So conversation. all right. So mine. <laughs> this one's great. Here in this place, otherwise known as Gather Us In. Oh. So. Gather us in the lost and forsaken. Gather us in the blind and the lame. Now, here's here's the only part about this song that I don't like. Yeah. Not in the dark of buildings confining. Not in some heaven light years away. What does that mean? Like, that sounds anti-church. What we're saying. It's, it's like heaven. One, we like, want you to come. This podcast is about coming to the church and getting to heaven. <laughs> yeah, like heaven is not like. It, it's it kind of like I get it, you know. They're trying to say like, oh, you know, don't think of heaven as some far off place. But this makes it sound like heaven's not real. Yeah, and and, and like not in the book, dark of buildings called heaven is for real. So I know it's real. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And then That's like true. not in the dark of buildings confining. Um, like yeah, I I get it. We can't stay in the church. Well, like open wide the doors to Christ and go out into the world and proclaim the gospel to all people. Um, but it also like it really feels like a stab at beautiful churches. And like right. Justin, you and I grew up in churches that um, they were they were kind of built with the same care as middle school cafeterias. <laughs> well, yeah, they were they were more quote unquote modern, newer churches. And I think the lesson from our what I'm hearing from you, Dan, is uh, I had a priest once say, like, you know, there's that what's that saying? Um, we believe how we pray, or I mean, our yeah, songs. Yeah should be teaching us that we're using yeah. our church. So we just need to pay attention to that. The law of prayer is the law of belief. So according yeah. to how we pray and how we worship, that influences how we believe. Because it's kind of like um, you can't simultaneously act in one way and believe another without realizing you are living a lie. And eventually one of the two of those has to go. Either your actions will change or your beliefs will. And I think it's far more likely that your beliefs will change in many yeah. situations. Oh, yeah. No, you keep singing it and then you're humming it and then you don't realize the words you're saying over and over. So... Interesting choice, Dan. Yours is a much deeper reason once again. I like it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So um, like it. we'll go. It, it comes I from being tall. Note, you know, not not song high note because we can't do that. We're going to end on a high note with choice yeah. of song. Yeah. So no, I have no range. Favorite. I you might be that. deep, but I have no range. <laughs> you do go deep. Um, okay. Here's my top favorite. I am the bread of life. You who come to me shall not hunger, and who believe in me shall not thirst. No one can come to me unless the Father beckons. 
Hopkins. I'm sorry, I'm gonna go a little further. I won't go as high. Yeah, you, I mean, you're taking these a long time. Raise you up and I will. Okay, I'll stop there. Yeah, so, folks, I'm not. I'm not singing that much for the next. No, one. that was a long one. Sorry, but you know, talking about lyrics, that's just scripture. That's just scripture. It's Jesus's promise to us. It's about the Eucharist that He will bring us to heaven. And this song, I always loved, and it's so special to me too because it made me cry one time. So I was at mass, and there was this priest that I grew up with. That I've told him this. He's the most Christ-like person I've ever met in my life. I mean, it's like you're talking to you. He's just so loving. His, the way he looks at you, the way he talks to each person, gives people time. And, um, you know, I went back to my old uh, church once for mass and this song was playing during communion. And I go up to receive the body and blood of our Lord from him. And at, at the walk back, the pew, I just started weeping because I just thought about what a gift he had made his life through his priesthood. So that moment also kind of solidified this one for me as just my all-time favorite because the promises in it, the beauty of the words in that moment too, because I mean, this priest really made himself the, the bread of life in a way and that he gave himself away. And that's what we're called to do as Christians, be like Christ, you know, become what we eat at mass, you know, uh, a gift to others. All right. Yeah. Let all mortal flesh keep silence and with fear and trembling stand. But like there's something so like, okay, the, all right, the one complaint people can make about the song is they do say, let all mortal flesh keep silence while they are singing, yeah. which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like an injunction. It's an invocation. It's, it's like you tell people what to do before you want them to do it. Yeah. Um, but the like, I don't think I know a single song with imagery so rich. Like you are transported to heaven when you listen to this song. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you're like we're you're watching Christ descend from heaven to earth on this like royal stairway, assuming the like the kingship. It's like now and that I mean, this is like the second coming. This is everything, and yet, yeah. um. I mean, like there's the Eucharist in here. He will give to all the faithful his own flesh for heavenly food. Um, at his feet, the sixth winged seraph, cherubim, a sleepless eye. They veil their faces to a, his presence. And it's just such a strong image to me of like these powerful angels covering their face in reverence at the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And who's like never stop crying out, Alleluia, 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 Lord Most High. And I mean, it's like the perfect song for adoration. It's the perfect song for any, any like really like, it, right after the Eucharistic prayer, communion hymn. Um, this one's really powerful. Although I will say honorable mention, Lord of the Dance. Oh. <laughs> and it, like, to, you don't have to sing that one. Um, I don't mind. You, like you Dance to it. I dance for the scribes and the Pharisees, <laughs> but they would not dance and they wouldn't follow me. I dance for the fishermen, for James oh, and yeah. John, That's and they good. danced with me, and the song went on. Yeah. Dance then wherever you will me. Well, I am the Lord of the dance, well, said you, he. You said I was going long. Look at you. I know. I know. This one. Well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to edit this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, you're going to see. Oh, you went longer leave, than I did. Leave that one. No. Um, well. So, but here's, here's why I love this song. Sorry. I know I slipped another one in there. Like there's just something jovial about it. And it, like, I, I, I think I'm probably going to be in the minority on this one, but there's something like the people who were writing that, what they were, they were really trying to capture like the mirth and the joy of Christ that we see in saints like St. Francis. Yeah. And like the song falls short because everything falls short of capturing the glory of God, but they were trying. And I respect that. Yeah. Well, if any honorable mentions, I'll throw in one more for me. 
and I only know a few words of it. Jerusalem, my destiny. Now that that song, it was just fun to sing. That's and legit. Then, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like you need a trumpet blast, and everybody needs to be holding like a spear or a banner and throw it up in the air. It's so like this yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, folks, this was fun. Dan and I could keep going, but we'll spare you our singing. But anyway, you know, what are your favorite church songs, not so favorite? Please comment in the video or send us an email. Maybe we'll share uh, what listeners say are their favorites or not so favorite. So we'd love to hear from you. So please continue to like, comment, subscribe, and share these videos so that we can uh, help people evangelize and build a community of disciple makers. Until next time, go make disciples. Make disciples, people. Bye. We love you.